Welcome, everybody, and welcome to the new Dorky Wanderers podcast. As you can see, it's Talking Wanderers, and we've got a new sponsor to sponsor the show. It's a Complete Carpentry and Build. If you need any building work done, any work doing, go to the website, www.completecarpentryandbuild.co.uk. Got James with me. Hi, How are you doing, James? Yeah, all right, mate. You? And we've got the head of coaching for Donkey Wanderers, Mark Beard. Is it what, Mark? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. You're a good man, yeah. So, this is the first one we're going to be doing, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no no yeah. doubt about it, eh, James? Right, yeah. yeah, lots of prep went into it, Gary. So <laughs> that time I got, hope so, mate. That yeah. time we got the first episode sorted out, mate. Yeah. Well, before we start talking to Mark, let's have a little chat about ourselves. So, yeah. how did have you got involved? How have you been involved in Donkey Wanderers over the years? Um, so I played for Dorking Wanderers in the early 2000s, around 2004-05. Um, obviously, the team was run by Mark then, as it is now. Um, and, um, yeah, just been for the last seven or eight years, really, pretty much going to all the home and away games, season ticket holder and stuff. So, yeah, um, and this was something we wanted to get involved with, wasn't it, anyway? So yeah. we set this up, and, um, and you've got your own... Uh, links to Dorking as well, haven't you, Gary? Yeah, definitely. I used to be the assistant manager, done a bit of scouting for Mark, and he asked me to be assistant. Uh, and that's how it was, really. And then my commentary work got really going well, so I left. And then uh, Mark, obviously, the team got into the National League, National League South, and I said to Mark, any chance of me covering the games? And he said, yeah, he'd love to. So, really, that's how it is. I'm a coach as well, but no more. I don't do coaching anymore. But I've got a bit of insight about the game, I feel, and uh, that helps. And uh, that's my, you know, basic, uh, how I got involved with Dorky Wanderers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, that's uh, us then. Mark, so nice. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Yeah. Good, mate. Yeah, not too bad at all. So, uh, I don't know if anyone, obviously, the supporters know Mark. Well, and uh, but I don't know if anyone outside uh, Dorking know Mark at all, but they probably heard of you, mate, no doubt about it. And uh, just a little bit of background about yourself. You started at Millwall? Yeah, started. I was at Millwall from the age of 14. Um, left when I was 20, so I was a schoolboy apprentice. Made my first team debut at 18. Had, um, was in the Championship at the time, reached two playoff semi-finals, reached the FA Cup quarter-final, beat Arsenal, Chelsea yeah. along the way. So I had a good... Good five, six years. Emil was my club as well. Yeah. Uh, and then from then on, Sheffield United. Yeah. I see that, Sheffield United. So what, what, obviously, they sold you up to Sheffield, obviously. Yeah, it's against, like, just completely out of the blue. Yeah. Um, it's at a time when um, they, they just had an offer out of the blue from Sheffield United. Um, and Mick McCarthy accepted the offer. So for me, being a Mill fan, I was really, like, a bit upset about it. The fact that they accepted the offer. So I thought I was part and parcel of the furniture there. And of course. I went up to Sheffield United and didn't realise how bigger club it was they, that season just got relegated from the Premier League uh, went there just blown away and signed a three year deal and that's great three years there yeah see been there three years mate so uh, yeah. obviously you enjoyed that in Yorkshire you enjoyed it yeah good the kids were born there as well so oh, they? Uh, yeah Sam and Olivia were born there so he's born in Yorkshire um, <laughs> like we reached the FA Cup semi-final Old Trafford so I played an FA Cup court final um, got to play a final at Wembley got to play a semi-final twice so great years yeah, really good times, yeah. And uh, you've been at South End, well, three times, one on loan, and then you were there, uh, or you were there permanently, uh, yeah. twice, actually, yeah. So, you know, well, obviously, we just played South End, so uh, yeah. you must have good memories there. Uh, yeah, I had good times there, five years. And I was a bit of a fan's favourite, one player of the year, a couple of times, and... Um, but the club was in indulgence, even worse than what it really like. It's not worse <laughs> now, obviously, but the, the ground is still the same, the training ground is still the same. Um, 
But again, it's just, it, I just want to play football. And, yeah. Uh, it was, and they looked after me. That was a good club. Well, I'm looking here as well. You moved, you moved to Spain to yeah. set up a, uh, an academy there for UD said, uh, San Pedro. Yeah. So are you fluent in Spanish? Si, me habla muy poquito. He made that up, I reckon. Because <laughs> he can hardly speak English. I'm a cocky Spaniard. So that must have been a real experience. Yeah, that amazing. Been. Uh, like Claire's mum and dad uh, had an apartment out there, my wife's mum and dad, and we was on holiday. My son was at Grant Roberts Soccer School. Yeah, yeah. In Little uh, Palacala. And we are just on holiday there. And um, Sam was training, just didn't know I was sitting next to some scouser and started talking to him, loved his football. And in the end, he knew he worked with a club there called San Pedro, which is the closest club to Port Benoos. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. So ended up meeting the president on Monday because it was an opening. They wanted someone to run uh, International Academy. So they had eight teams from Spanish teams, from mm-hmm. six up to 18, a brilliant first team in the third division. Um, in a nice little stadium and they wanted to because there's so many English speaking people out there like you're, you're Russians you're English you're yeah. Americans Dutch um, but the Spanish are quite they, they're unique they just want to be together and they didn't want all foreigners coming in so we set it up um, and I was in charge of 28 years old still of running a whole academy and playing for the first team in the third division so fantastic experience on one like uh, so were you coaching as well I was coaching yeah so uh, you had to try and explain to yourself what you wanted for the lads yeah yeah and I, I come around Christmas time so I've been there three four months um, I took a look a lot of little break because I couldn't play and uh, train and run this academy is a lot of work and I've burned myself out so I'll give the blame for the miss in, in the winter over in Marbella all the teams from Russia Sweden come over to do warm weather training yeah, and yeah, I played yeah. against Spark Moscow played against another team um, and they just wanted me back because I had a lot of injuries and I come in and I played really well and they was all saying we want you back so they got me back in played two or three games they sat the manager so then I become first team coach Oh, so man. I was thrown right in at the deep end didn't really speak a lot of Spanish then but really taught me a lot and I had to learn on the job so yeah. I brought in Vinny Samways you know Vinny Samways yeah, yeah. So Vinny, well, he's big in Spain wasn't he massive and he run I coached his son Jay um, we had um, he run bars out there and casinos mm. so I said I'll come be like manager and because he speaks fluent and he come in it was brilliant but he got to the point where he's too busy with his work as well but he yeah. was four or five games we won four or five on the spin we started pressing an English way we could give him that bit of English stuff um, yeah, way of playing. Yeah, uh, no, it was a great experience. And Cyprus as well. Did you go out to Cyprus? My dad did. I went out just yeah. Oh, There's right. a couple of times I could have gone out there, but I couldn't move the family again. Nah, fair enough. And then obviously you come back and ended up at Stevenage, and uh, really then you just started. Just I don't know how old you were at Stevenage. How old were you there? Thirty-two. Yeah, so you the best thing I did because I played at the new Wembley mm-hmm. and for the, in the first FA Cup trophy, FA Trophy final. So you've been at Wembley a few times, haven't you? 69,000 there, I think. Because um, it's the first ever game. They wanted to do it as a trial run for Chelsea Man United the week after. And uh, so they put the tickets at a tenner each, which is amazing. Mm. And, uh, we, even, we didn't know how many was going to be there until we walked out. And it's like, wow, wow. It, no one had been there. So it's yeah. a, like everyone's there, like looking around. And <laughs> we was 2 down at half time. Mark Stimson was our manager. Oh, yeah. Just said, like, listen, because we froze. We had Barry Fuller playing for us yeah. right back. I was sitting yeah. there. Um, George Boy, Steve Morrison, we had a really good team. And uh, just I'll give them a little team chat when we come out. So I was experienced one. And I said, like, listen, we'll never get this experience again, some of us. You know what I mean? Mm. I wouldn't. I'm 32, yeah, yeah, 33. Yeah. Yeah. And we won 3 2. So, wow. So I think it's down my team. Have you told Mark that? Yeah, I've one of those where he said to us, that's it. Yeah, really interesting. Really interesting a yeah, bit there. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, do you want to chat about so on Saturday? The, so, that would have been when they were in the equipment of what Dawkins are in now, then. Yeah, conference, yeah. 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 As it was then, a conference. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so we've got a little bit of a, a run through of some of the stuff that we wanted to talk about. Um, obviously, uh, we wanted to mention the ladies team who won in the cup at the weekend. Um, I think it was 7-0 over in Wygate. Yeah. 7-0 was 7-1, uh, yeah. Pretty good start so far. And the B team as well are on a four-match winning run, I think, at the moment as well. Um, second in the league. Yeah, second in the league. And some really good players coming through there and getting some good results as well. Uh, we wanted to talk about, um, obviously, the game just gone. So, um, hopefully, most of our frustrations are out of our system now <laughs> after the Bromley game. Uh, how did you see that game then, Mark? Disappointing in the fact that we didn't get the three points, um, but we always come, come away looking for positives. Um, we couldn't all sit and beat like beat ourselves up about it. End of the day, we knew we should have got three points, but all the stats show um, 71% possession, 56 crosses, 20 odd shots. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the only stat that matters is the yeah, result. Um, and yeah. at the minute, we're just not getting that little bit of luck. Like Jimmy's shot at 3 1, another day that goes yeah. in, and then we get yeah. a third. Um, so just having that little bit of luck at the minute I mean Joe Wolves bless him on his debut that the, the goal slipped through like, yeah. and he's an honest but good young pro and uh, he never probably made that mistake again in his no. life so yeah. it's just one of them things at the minute um, what we can't do is get despondent or, keep, or try to rip up what we do because we play a certain way um, We've what we keep doing is look how we concede the goals mm-hmm. like there was a spell where we was conceding a lot from counter-attack so yeah. we worked on it our analysis showed them in the classroom then put it on the pitch in the training and we stopped conceding counters apart from yeah. two at Torquay but yeah. that was a positional thing from players yeah. 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 Um, I won't mention names but the first yeah, goal yeah. and the second goal was positional yeah. and the third goal was sort of a fluke mm-hmm. apart from that we stopped conceding counters, but now, yeah. like one thing we've got to start looking at again is the set piece thing. Yeah, constantly conceding yeah. four and five, which uh, is part of one of my roles is to look at and which are we'll, we've come up with an idea that yeah. we're going to sort of change, yeah. which um, we'll put in place tomorrow. So we're we're not just going to sit and on on our bums and see what happens and wait for results to happen. Yeah. We're working hard off the pitch to make yeah. it right on. I think um, for me, just as a fan, I think the most frustrating thing on Saturday was the goal that put Bromley 2-1 up if anything because we battled hard to get back in at 1-0 I think we just go in at the break 1-0 the corner yeah. okay. and then obviously as you said it was that corner wasn't it and I think they only sent that one guy up and he got his head on it yeah. um, and I mean he and the other centre half Webster were, they just headed everything didn't they I'd imagine they bent, went back into the change rooms and probably headed <laughs> the walls and headed everything because they just won yeah. so many headers didn't they and I noticed that I think Webster got in um the non-league paper team of the week and uh, the other guys from Wimney got in the Banorama team of the week yeah. because of their def- how they defended and I, and, I, and I just thought afterwards and obviously you probably know their gaffer quite well mm. I, he was absolutely delighted with the defensive I mean they just headed everything away blocked everything didn't they threw themselves in the way of shots and stuff like that yeah, you, you, but you look at the last three games South End the goalkeeper got man of match and the three centre-halves yeah. were different class yeah. This we were talking about the centre-halves so we're not talking about like when we played Wrexham, Paul Mullen, the best yeah. player in the league, and yeah. they, didn't do, they didn't do nothing on the no. day. So we're nullifying their <laughs> their main threats and their where everyone's talking about what their defence is like. Yeah. What we've got to do is obviously shore up at the back, uh, but that's a team effort because yeah. so, mm. sometimes it could yeah. come from wire. Um, and secondly, just kill off teams where we get a little bit more. And be a bit, a bit more clinical yeah. and we'll, we'll get that listen yeah. we're new in the league we're the only part time team in the league and if we 
one, you know what Mark's like, and every year he susses out division first. Dubs. And I think by Christmas, once we played everyone once, our second half will be a massive turnaround in results, yeah. and we'll win. We've we've won a lot anyway, but we'll win a lot more than what we've won yeah. already, and yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, think that there was any need to panic, and I've noticed a few comments on social media and stuff, but it's nothing that nobody at the club knows about already, and it is that just some of those defensive things every now and then, isn't it? Yeah, and, and and they'll get put right. And the boys are honest. They yeah. they work their socks off. Yeah. They train so hard, and yeah. mistakes are mistakes, and um, it's just nullifying them. And we, as like I say, not a lot of luck at the minute. Yeah. Like Jimmy's no, penalty Saturday, right. I haven't looked at that back yet, but it could have been a pen. In another game, you may get that. Well, the handball. Yeah, yeah, I thought the pen. Yeah, oh, okay. well, he got the chip as well. Yeah, yeah Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor got the trip. Yeah, a couple of instances. And there was a couple of shots as well, weren't there? From I think Bobby Joe had a shot where he came on his right and yeah. another day that flicks a defender's foot yeah. and goes, goes past the keeper. Uh, Jasper had that shot in the first half yeah. that I saw on Twitter, obviously, I don't know if it was Dan doing that up in the stand. He said he thought the keeper might have even got a touch on that. He did. It was yeah, an absolutely yeah, ridiculous yeah. save because yeah. that was flying in the top corner as well, wasn't it? So, yeah, but he pulled off another world, he didn't he? That yeah, God yeah, knows yeah, yeah, how he yeah, got on there, no, got his yeah, hand yeah, to that, reflexes. reacted yeah, like that. Yeah, really Unbelievable. Good yeah, really good save. But yeah, looking at the lead, to be fair, like, you know, we're sitting in the lead, like we were, we're 16th, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're still having a having a great time, right, so aren't we? Six you know? points off the playoffs, and yeah. if you look the other way, we're six points off of that, yeah. that's how tight the division is. Exactly. It? Absolutely. We was talking, Gaffer was talking about Woking, I think it was last year, remember they was in the top two, um, and then all of a sudden, just, yeah. and they was yeah. nearly... Absolutely. And I think if you also look as well at the teams that have come up, us, York, Gateshead, Maidstone, you know, we're holding our own in amongst those other clubs, aren't we? And I think they're probably some of them a bit more disappointed that they've not done better having come up from their respective yeah. National League uh, North and South as well. Yeah. So there's a lot to be um, positive about and definitely. upbeat about around the club, definitely. Yeah. Um, so after the uh, Bromley game, um, I just went and grabbed uh, a guy, Mark Tullett, and I got his immediate reaction after the game. Um Obviously, it's not. We can't do phone-ins or anything, but and it wasn't easy to. It was literally um, after the final whistle, um, and this is what he had to say after the game. So right, I'm here with Mark Tullett after Wanderers' three-two defeat against Bromley. Mark, sum that up for us if you can, please, mate. Devastated at the moment. <laughs> Devastated. Uh, I don't know, really. To be honest, you know, I mean, there's obviously a couple of mistakes during the game, but. Um, I just trying to think where it went wrong, to be honest with you. But I thought we played quite well. Um, second half, first half, there was, I thought, you know, Bromley were there for the taking, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, I don't think Bromley turned up. Did you? No. I mean, I think you summed it up right there. Um, anybody stood out in particular? The changes at half time seemed to change things Bobby, with Bobby Joe coming Bobby on Joe down the left. On, I thought Bobby Joe looked really good and I thought Newick came on. They looked fresh, they looked really sharp, you know, like they've had a kick up the arse and I thought they looked really good, you know, going forward. And I think um, later on the game when they brought Sammy on, I could see where he's he's changed it a little bit to keep, let Bobby go forward a bit more and I thought it looked really good. And I think their keeper. Made a couple of worldies at the end there. Did, didn't he? The one from McShane, I think, close oh, range. Yeah. How did he get that? I yeah, don't really no, know. No. Okay, uh, so Halifax Tuesday, you going? I am. And any early thoughts about that? We need three points. Yeah, we do. Definitely I think we need we? three points because yeah. we are slipping a little bit there. And I think yeah. we need three points is a must. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much, Mark. And uh, no safe problem. travels and good luck Tuesday night. Well, we'll do. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>
obviously you just spoke about the Bromley game. Now we're uh, we got a midweek game, and then we got uh, York City away. Home, oh, home. Beg your pardon. Yeah, sorry, that's at home. So make sure you turn up. They say they manager. That's a strange one for me. I don't know if you know any ins and yeah. outs. I know the goalkeeper. I had him. We worked with him at Stockport, and the players are devastated. They are. Yeah, devastated. And I see Sam House today actually. He did a mm-hmm. session with the keepers, and uh, he said that it's a really weird game because, like, I know Wilson won two one. I think it's a late goal, but he mm-hmm. said that the fans were going towards the director's box because Askey's a bit of a York legend yeah. and um, I think the shock it, the sacking was shocking and um, so they're really despondent the fans yeah. to play the players absolutely devo so yeah. it's a good time to probably go and play them mm. could be a good time to play them yeah, yeah definitely yeah. 100% that's what I saw yeah like I say they just conceded in the 90th minute and yeah. uh, he he got them up from the north. Mm-hmm. They were champions, weren't they? But he's, he's just a very yeah. good. He's a very good man manager, and I think the players, you know, when, when players really like someone, yeah, yeah. Uh, and results are getting eight bad, like the fifteenth yeah. in the league. So yeah, just I don't above know what us, the chairman's expecting. But I don't know enough about them to know the ins and outs. No. Nah. So, but obviously, they, have you seen you seen them play? What they like? They play football direct. Mix it up. Yeah, they um, they try to play, but if they can't, they will go long. Um, to be fair, what I do, I do one match at a time. So if you start looking too far yeah. ahead, you forget mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my main focus is Halifax tomorrow. I'll get home Wednesday and then I'll focus on York. But I have seen snippets when I'm watching other teams. So you yeah. can see what they're like. Definitely. So, yeah. But it'd be a tough team. Very, Sam played them for Barnet. He didn't play for Barnet, played them. And yeah. they said they were so physical, well drilled. And that was like a John Aspie team. So yeah. Uh, they tall. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's tall. Very yeah, tall. Yeah, very tall. Right. The yeah. keeper's six foot five. He's a monster, yeah. Ethan. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, backing up what you said, then Gary and really, there's so many the York fans that you see on social media can't can't believe it. What's yeah. happened? They want uh, this chairman out, Henderson. They want him to sell the club. They did a thing, I think, where they they asked fans to put money in because they wanted to back the manager with a bit of budget and everything. And fans are saying, "What well, can we have our money back then? Because we put it in on the." on the uh, condition that yeah. it was going to go to John Askey and now he's not there so can we have that money back yeah. so um, yeah it could be yeah. a good and time to play him and obviously Wilstein going up there and I think they've got two set piece goals didn't they against yeah. them yeah. Um, and one late on yeah. so um, I don't imagine it's a particularly happy place for them at the moment with nah. that happening See, it'd be interesting if the Ami supporters come down as well. Mm-hmm. You know, would they want to borrow travelling all the way down because they're not happy or where? Well, I don't know. But, yeah. They might want to spend their money away from home rather than that. Yeah, home. maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. big club. New oh, stadium. Big club. Yeah. yeah. Did you have you ever played there? That's new. This new. Have you ever played against York? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Crescent, they used to play. They've got a new ground now, haven't they? The old ground was awful, was it? Yeah, this new one's nice. Yeah, it does look like a new ground. So you're going to speak to yeah, gentleman called Neil, aren't I? Yeah, a strange one. He's a York supporter, and he lives in Dorking. I'm not sure whether he's from. Obviously, I'll find all this out if he's from if he's from if he's from Yorkshire or whatever. But I'll I'll find out. So we're going to have a chat with him. Right, we've got Neil Price with us, the York City supporter. That lives in Dorking. Hi, Neil. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very good, Gary. How are you doing yourself? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Well, obviously, the first question we've got to ask, what is a Yorkshireman doing in Dorking supporting York City? <laughs> I've, I've long, long-term um, lived down south in London, moved to Dorking about two months ago. Oh, and right. I've, I've popped along. Yeah, yeah, I popped on to Dorking to get my fix of, of Saturday football whenever York have been... You know, playing um, playing up north. Actually, when when they're in and around London, there's quite a big um, London supporters group. So generally, kind of you know, head to the head to the games down south. And there's many more now that are in the National League as opposed to the National League North. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good then. Have you got like a London base? That's that's decent, isn't it? How many how many players, how many supporters have you got? You feel? Do you think? Oh goodness. Um, on or off, I guess there's probably um, a good three hundred or so. Um, well, in, in the past. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it attracts a lot of people for work and such, right? And also, like York being on the main line, I guess it means that people potentially could commute back and forth as well. So um, yeah. yeah, there's always been a strong foundation there. In fact, the um, the current CEO, member of like the Supporters Trust and on the club board, he actually was one of the founding members, I think, of the trust 20, 25 years ago, and then started initiated this York Supporters Group. Wow. So obviously these boys and ladies are going to be there on Saturday, no doubt. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, there's a train strike on again, isn't there? So I don't yeah, know if true. that's going to limit people or not. Um, I've got um, yeah suggestions that people are going to get as far as Red Hill and then thumb a taxi or something. <laughs> get an Uber. <laughs> get an Uber, yeah. Or we have, we uh, a taxi firm does sponsor us, so I better say Dawkins Cabs. They <laughs> they want to have sponsors. There we go then. So docking cabs, eh? Let's, yeah, let's I get think, some. I think um... Docking cabs anyway. But somebody <laughs> tell me. <laughs> so obviously you were born in York. Were you all Yorkshire? Were you born there? Yeah, yeah. Born and bred in York, and I've been supporting the club for well, it's thirty-eight years, so almost forty years. Um, I started off when they were um, in Division Four. They won the championship. First club ever to get more than 100 points, and it's been downhill steadily ever since, Gary. <laughs> a bit like the cricket team. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Wow, yeah, so that is a long time to support a team, really. That's, you know, like you say, back in the day, York City, you obviously with the young ones listening, but the old ones, Division <laughs> 4, used to look on there. They were there when they did 4 and all that, and it, yeah, it's, it's a shame how they've... Uh, They've just come down the way they're falling away, but obviously you've got to start again, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just um, just briefly, I know that is it is it Mark and some of the fans created docking from like former disillusioned like Wimbledon supporters. Was that right? Yeah, Mark used to be a Wimbledon supporter and he got disillusioned with it, so he's just yeah. started up a Sunday team, and then obviously it's progressed. Yeah, yeah. So actually, York York story is a bit like Wimbledon, but without the bounce. So, you know, York's ground got sold from beneath them. Yes. Um, there's been upset ever since for the last 20, 25 years, rifts between owners and fans. And then, yeah, we spiraled down to National League North about five years ago, only to get promoted last year, same as Dorking. So. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the, the club now. Now, what are your thoughts about John asking, asking leaving, like, well, not that leaving, getting the sack, to be fair. You know, what is your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, John John joined about a year ago, and actually we're in 15th place in National League North last last year. Mm. And he, he performed miracles, yeah, so um, he moved players in and out, recruited some um, some players really in that kind of like style of his. Um, he, he really instills like an ethos or did of, you know, kind of like a pragmatic team that were really hardworking, gritty, determined, um, Tenacious, you know, all those words and and really kind of lifted spirits and by hook or by crook got them promoted. And then last week, last week, he was sacked unceremoniously. I don't know, he made national news. He was, you know, told to stand by a printer or somebody printed off his his letter of termination of contract. I mean, you know, what, what are the values of, of the people that are running the club? That's been brought into question at the moment with fans. So there's, there's a yeah. lot of disillusionment because because John Askey had really united that fan base. 
Mm. Where we're getting upwards of four or five thousand home fans for the games. We've got a really strong away support, generally speaking, especially down south, as we've mentioned already. And then expectations really were for a consolidating season of, you know, accepting mid-table obscurity would be completely fine with majority of the fan base. 100%. Yeah. And, 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 yet, and yet here we are. Oh, uh, second. Can you hear me okay, Gary? Yeah, I can hear you fine, mate. Okay, just something weird on the computer just happened. Um, okay, and then, I mean, this was all preempted. There's a backstory, actually, because we have a new chairman from about four months ago, and he he went on to um, he went on to local radio and derided John Askey, um, the style of play, and actually the players as well at the same time. I mean, what is it's completely, you know, like torn, torn the club in different directions. So is, he a local, it's, it's a, is he a local man? Sorry, is he sorry? Is he a local he's, man? Um, he's, he's South African businessman who's worked across in America for a time, but he has connections with York because his son played for the youth team. Um, I don't know how many years ago, let's say like four or five years ago now. So there was a connection there. And he has been involved in, in you know, kind of like um, kids' sport, I think. And he's, um, you know, he performed or created a franchise organization in the States that he sold off for profit. And then he's, he's coming to York. And it's, it's a shared ownership model with a supporters trust, but he has the final say. And, and he's got rid of ASCII. So nobody quite knows what's happening. And now it's all just gone very quiet, which is quite worrying for supporters. Definitely. So from Dorothy's perspective, it's, it's a great time to play as. Well, you say that it, it can it can go either way, can't it? Because that, personally, I thought, or I think anyway, that York York City have done the best out of all the promoted teams, haven't they? This season, they have, they have. Yeah, if you have a look at uh, what Gates said, they're struggling towards the bottom of the division, aren't they? And Gates said, I think won the division by you know at a, at a canter last year, yeah. by far and away the the best side. Um, and was it Maidstone are kind of like struggling in the lower reaches? Yeah, yeah. And really it's like Dorking and York, isn't it? Yeah. Bubbling around in that mid-table at the moment. Exactly. Both, both on bad forms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, you haven't won a game in seven. I must admit, in all yeah. comps. But we haven't won a game in five in all comps. So, uh, we listen, yeah, at the end of the day, we are, we're in the same place. You're one place above us, two points in front. So we are in mid-table. Yeah. And like I, I would think Mark would agree as well. Most of the supporters would agree. If the season finished now, I think everyone would be happy, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, consolidate, you know, regroup again. Very similar to Dorking. I think York suffered from the fact that it was, you know, transfers could only be done late in the day because of the timing of the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh what what about the interim manager uh, Tim Ryan? You know, is do you know much about him? Has he been at the club a long time? Is was he his assistant or what? How, how does it work with him? Yeah, so so John Asker's assistant um, has moved on as well, unfortunately. So um, Tim was promoted from the youth team. Um, he, he doesn't want the job on a full time basis. He's gone on on record as saying that. He you know I think he he enjoys the day to day interaction of working with younger players and coaching them. He is being ably assisted at the moment by um, one of the players, Scott Barrow, who's who's out injured. He picked up a long-term injury back end of last year. So, so there is a nice kind of link there still with the players to try and, I guess, you know, retain some kind of confidence and continuity. 
but all eyes are in the press just waiting for a soundbite to see what's going to happen at the um, on the management side. Well, he made five changes over the weekend, so he came in and he... he, he Sorry, Gary, he, I can't hear you. Can, can you hear me now? Yes, and yeah. He made five changes on Saturday against Willstone, which is, I thought was quite a... Uh, a bold, <laughs> a bold move. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was needed, though. To be fair, um, the, yeah, the the drop in form has maybe coincided with things going on behind the scenes, of course. But then the, the players actually, the, York needs a bit of a refresh. That they, yeah. they need to actually work the loan market a little bit. All these playing two games a week has really impacted the ability of the players to play this high pressing style that John Askey liked. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think part of Tim's thought there was to try and just, you know, rev things up again and freshen things. Yeah, well, Mark's done the same, hasn't he? Um, uh, Mark White, the manager, he's got a few players in loan. And like you say, two games a week, we've got the Christmas period coming up. And uh, yes. so the, it's, it's thick and faster games. So uh, have, you, have you got a big squad or is, it's not? Or what? what is, I haven't done that yeah, on your team yet. Yeah, we've got a big squad, but there was a huge turnover. So unlike Dorking, where you've had like continuity, I think, for you know several years, some of the, okay. some of your players have come all the way through, haven't they? From you know two or three pyramid levels below, York actually, um, what they brought in, I think, fifteen new players across the summer. Wow! And and really needed to because I think they finished twenty five points behind Gateshead. So, you know, we did really well to get promoted, but we needed some, um, you know, a flood of new um, players with that kind of mentality to do well this year. So it's been a high turnover. We've had injuries like everybody else. And and in some areas, we've got good backup. And in some areas, we don't have very much. And 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 really, that started to show, especially moving forwards. York, York are a, a tight, pragmatic team. Yeah. Don't concede many, but they don't score many either. I'm just looking at your away record here. Like you played ten, you've won what three, drawn three, and only lost four, and you scored yeah. thirteen and conceded ten, like you just said. So uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, that's not a bad away record to be fair, is it? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they do all right actually, way because they kind of play this kind of counter attacking um, style. So it's a high press, get the ball back and then and then hit you. You know, they've got two or three players that can unlock the door, but really they try and keep it compact and always try and remain in the game. You know, that sure. was the philosophy anyway, yeah. Yeah, just the last one about the manager. Who would you like to see in charge? Well, that's a big one. I'm sure whoever the fans want, I think the chairman is looking in a different direction. I think... If I'm going to stick my neck out on this, I think he's going to go for a, um, you know, install a director of football, maybe himself, Aka the Mike White, uh, Mark White model. I don't know, um, and 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 I think he's going to um, bring in a coach that's going to, um, you know, try and instill a philosophy of a style of play all the way through the the youth under 18s, 19s, 20s, and then into the first team. So I think York are really wanting, or the supporters are wanting somebody with experience to steady the ship. Mm. We don't want somebody fresh out of coaching an under-23 side from a, from a premiership club or championship club because the National League is a beast in itself, and we've learned that the hard way.
You can't have, listen, you can't have famous words. You can't have youth players who said that. Alan Anson said that. But uh, in the in the National League, it's hard to have a lot of youth lad playing because it's a men's it's a men's league, isn't it, at the end of the day? No doubt about it. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. What well, majority of the, um, the players are athletic. They're strong. And if you don't have the skill, they're just going to collect steamroller um, steam over you anyway. So, yeah, you need that athleticism down in the National League. Definitely. So who are the players we've got to look out for? I see the skipper. Is it Lendell John Lewis? He's a, he, he seems quite a lively. He's got eight goals this season. So uh, he seems quite a, a good player. Skipper as well, isn't he? Yeah, Lendell, the shop, John Lewis. Lennell. Yes. Yeah, John um, Lewis, yeah. <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's a, he's a battering ram, really. He acts as like a fulcrum to the side. So a lot of play goes up to him. He holds it and then brings more players in. Um you know, if I were to say who is he like, if you um, if Dorking fans can cast their minds back a couple of weeks towards the older shot game, yeah. where they had a big muscly centre forward, Effingon, Effingon, yeah, if, if, yeah, he plays along those lines, yeah. Um, if if you can, if you can, you know, kind of like cut out that supply to him, it really mitigates his influence on the game. But sure. um, yeah, he, he he bangs in a few, does Linnell. Good. I know this year as well, Hancock's on five yellows. I'm not sure if that's including the FA Cup, so he might not be around on Saturday. I'm not, I could yeah. be wrong, but... I, 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 I don't know that one. I don't want to know. I, mean, I think there's actually a few that are on four, approaching maybe one more yellow card, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so uh, your next three games after Dawkins, <laughs> Wrexham at home on TV, Woking away, <laughs> and then Soddy Hole Moors at home. So... Next three games are quite tricky as well. Well, they're all tricky. This everyone says it. They're all tricky in this league, but they, at the end of the day, they are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. If you have a look at York's record, though, they actually played better against those better teams than they do the the lower lower teams in the league. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a mentality thing. Um, but the Wrexham game is going to be, yeah, I think important to a lot of the fans from from a from you know three points perspective yes but also from the unease with the with the chairman issue at the moment so there are discussions about protests moving forwards in that game but um yeah i mean york beat woking moving on to the away game they beat them on the first day of the season 2-0 um, and and you know kind of wiped them i mean they played really well in that game um and actually they appeared on TV for the first time this season against Solihull away and got a one-all draw. So against Woking and Solihull, they've performed okay. Wrexham, who knows? I mean, Wrexham belong one yeah. or two divisions up, don't they? Let's face it. Yeah, definitely. The good news that I did hear through the grapevine, the players are they're gonna they're not gonna go on strike. They're not gonna throw the towel in. They want to play and give the, the utmost to the supporters, obviously the trust supporters trust. So that's one good thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a strong, as I said, a kind of unity between supporters and the players. And the supporters will always have the players' backs because the players are those, um, they have the mentality to always give 100%. As long as that's the case, the fans will always support. It always has been in York. But they demand that players, you know, put that effort in. Sure. So uh, I know it's your Christmas programme. they got Gateshead. And that's a derby. Uh, 168 <laughs> rounds. 168 mile round trip to Gateshead on a, you know what I mean? Where how's that work? Who's the other closest team near you? Must be I someone. Think, I think the other closest team would be um it'd be Halifax, who um I mean it'd probably be postponed anyway, right? So it's probably better that it's Gateshead. Don't get me involved. I'm not even gonna say nothing <laughs> on that one. Uh, not getting involved in that. <laughs> Don't try you, and get you, 
I guess so you weren't on the coach yesterday, were you? Beg your pardon? You weren't on the coach yesterday, were you? No, I I, I couldn't do it because I had work commitments, but I was on the first one. I was just waiting for the coach to turn up. But listen, it is what it is at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, you just got to get on with it. It's, you know, this this league is what it's all about. It's National League, isn't it? And that's what it's called. It's on the, the the name's on the tin and it's all over the country. And you're going to get games cancelled when people are not ready for them. And, you know, it's just one of those things at the time. Dawkins Wanderers, like, hopefully, I'm not speaking, I'm not, uh, speaking for Mark, but hopefully one day they will go full-time and when they do, that'll be much better for Dawkins Wanderers, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because lads taking time off work, boys work, players working, whatever. But listen, it is what it is and you just got to get on with it and then when the game is on, we just go up there and get three points, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you're not doing bad so far and those players, like you mentioned, is it is it McShane who's the, who's the postie? Yeah, yeah, McShane, James yeah. McShane gets up at four AM every morning. I said, "Are you going to Gates?" And he said, "I hope not, because <laughs> they weren't going to get they weren't going to get back to about three half three. So uh, yeah, he probably gone straight out on his round. He would have gone, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's, it's, it's actually it's commendable, really. Come on, you know the um, the players are holding down full time jobs and then doing training themselves, I guess, in between the training sessions down at Medibank. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know that's what you've got. You know, Dorky Wanderers, weak supporters, and everybody have to step back because at the end of the day, like I was saying with someone else, I can't remember it was the other day, we've got players, like you said, have come up. Yeah. Most of the team players in the league have come down, most of the players from EFL, you know what I mean? So we've we, you know we've got to just enjoy the ride and we and 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 the players are doing such a good job for Dorking Wanderers and hopefully you know we won't you know we stay where we are mid table and we crack on next season, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think you've got a good group of players. You play, you play beautiful, um, skillful football. It's it's pretty obvious that Mark really like picks out a certain style of player. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're they're, um, they're good movement wise across the pitch. You kind of flood particular areas where you're strong through through the wings. Um, I mean, kind of any York supporters that listen to this, you can like watch out for those areas where. See Bobby Joe and Jimmy Mewitt are kind of like launching balls into the yeah. area. And we just signed um, a new lad on loan, J- uh, Jasper uh, Patterson. He uh, he's he looks very good. He comes from on loan from Wickham Wanderers, and he's look he looks like well, oh, I don't want to put pressure on the young lad, but he looks like another Briggsy. He could be another Briggsy, Matt Briggs. Yeah. Up from your neck yeah. of the woods, actually. Well, a little bit further on, but uh, yeah, you know, if if you had them two on the wings, geez, well, you know, I mean, it'd be a, it'd be unbelievable to see that. But hopefully hey, listen, if, if 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 Briggsy if Briggsy is looking searching for fitness and he wants to go up north for a month or two, send him York's way on loan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Would they understand him? On we don't we don't even understand him now. We're down here, so would they understand him up there? <laughs> <laughs> you have subtitles when you're interviewing him, right? Yeah. So Saturday, what, what, obviously you're hoping for a win, but you know, what are you expecting from your team to come down? Are they? Will they be travel? Do you think they will travel down on on the night before, or or will they come down on the day? A bit far to come they, down on the day, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. They they tend to always um, stay overnight beforehand. Um, so taking a training session somewhere, um, let's say on the Friday, hotel it, and then um, prep properly on the Saturday. Um, 
game wise yeah i mean it's um you've got you've got three things in your favor i think and you? you've got the you've got the skillful plays we've mentioned you've got like the possession football that works really well and is docking style so for any york fans you really can like you know got to hone into this it's, it's quite a novel way of playing in this level and then thirdly i think is, is the biggest factor which is which is the pitch because docking style suits the pitch that you play upon. And, and we've seen when York have played Sutton in the past and Harrogate as well on the 3G, 4G pitches, they've tended to really struggle. Really? Because, yeah, you know, they, they usually line up 4-3-3 or actually last week it was 5-3-2. Um, and, you know, they will probably look towards um, seeding possession towards docking and then looking to hound them down, get it, and then, like, hit them fast, mm-hmm. just like Paul Deshaun Eastley did. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the biggest bonus potentially for this York team is to try and hit docking on the break because I've noticed that docking can be quite susceptible if you're flooding those areas down the wings through the middle. So um, hopefully management are listening to me and they'll do the same. Well, yeah, <laughs> they've only got to watch through videos. Yeah, no. we know we've got a problem. That <laughs> we know we got a problem defensively. We're letting too many goals in, and obviously Mark is putting that. Uh, we've got a couple of young lads again. Uh, Joe Cook, superb young lad who's come and joined us on loan, and uh, Proctor, a uh, young lad called Proctor, left back. He signed for two and a half years, and you know he he looks a good player as well, and you know. Once they all get to you, obviously get this gelling and getting used to it. Hopefully, these young lads will just come in. It's so good to see some youth come into Dorky Wanderers because we are an old team. We've always been an older team, and every league, most of the leagues that we've been doing well in, we've been an older team. And it's good to see that Mark has brought some young blood in, and uh, it's gelling well because uh, it's all going. You know, like I say I personally think our season's going really, really well. You know. Last thing we want to, both teams want to be do is dragged into the relegation battle, but I don't think, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that's yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? You've, you've uh, one, one thing I've noticed with with um, Dorkin, we mentioned earlier about the loan market and bringing in, you know, a bit of refresh with some newer players. What what tends to happen? So if, if York are looking to, um, you know, freshen things up, then maybe change formation. Although the style of play has to kind of like switch according to the players. Whereas with Dorking, you seem to have some kind of continuity there. And it's whoever comes in, slots in. And if they're not ready, then then they're left on the sidelines for a couple of weeks until they're up to speed. So the, the style of play doesn't really change. Whereas I think York are going to have to adapt to the pitch, number one. And then that's kind of pressing style that they've got. Because one thing that's not in their favor is that this pressing style, you know, they exude a lot of energy. And there's a lot of matches recently when they've been playing two two matches a week. In the second half, they've tailed off. Energy levels have dropped. Mm. So you know that possession style of Dorkings could really tire some of the York players out. York have got to play canny, stand off, and then hit them on the break. And then hopefully the two or three really skillful players that they've got, such as uh, Maz Kuyar, um, Ollie Dyson, can un- unlock the defence and uh, and get a couple of goals for York. Yeah, definitely. So uh, let's have a let's have a, a score, a prediction for you then from Saturday <laughs> before we oh, go. Dear me, I'm, I'm I'm hoping. Let's say I think I think Dorkin will score. I think mm-hmm. Dorkin will score. I'm hopeful that um, from a couple of set pieces, we'll be able to um, 
Yeah, get a, get a couple of goals, perhaps. A 2-1 York victory. I'm, I'm the biggest pessimist, but I've yeah. got to be optimistic on this podcast. <laughs> you have. Yeah, definitely. Are they, are you, are, that's the other thing I was going to ask you. Are they a big team? Are they tall? Because some of these teams we've been playing are so tall. So uh, yeah, so I went on Saturday with the with the Bromley game, and yeah, they had a couple of guys who were six foot seven, six foot eight at the back, didn't they? And they they loved it. They just sat back and lapped it up. So yeah. York York aren't that big. They, they do have some big units at the back, who are more than adept to cause docking some trouble on set pieces, especially. Um, and going forwards, of course, you know, like Linnell is is a big unit as well, and and tends to get his get his backside in there and throw people around a little bit. So um, they like the aggressive and physical side, Dior, when it's needed. So that's definitely a strength that could um, could cause Doc and a few issues. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it on Saturday, obviously. And I'll to come and find you as well if I can, and we'll have a little chat, say hello yeah. again. And uh, yeah, yeah really looking forward to the game. Hopefully it won't be raining because we've had so much rain lately. Hopefully it'll be a nice sunny day <laughs> and... Uh, your guys can get down from Yorkshire and get down and watch the game. I don't know how many tickets we've sold uh, for for the game yet. I don't know if you would know, would you? Oh, he's frozen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So we played all the short, what, a couple of weeks back and took took about... Am I back on? Yeah, you're back there, mate. Yeah, you're back with me, mate. There, yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, yeah, we took um, took about 300 or so to Aldershot, I think, three 400 to, to Maidstone earlier. So yeah, normal normal scenes. It'd be roughly the same, maybe a little less because of the trains. That's all. Yeah, but talking of attendance, what about Notts County? Sixteen thousand. Oh my them. goodness! Sleeping giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Actually, all the way across the national league, I think attendances are up 30%. And I think I read that this week. I mean, and, and docking as well. You're bringing in what eighteen hundred or so yeah. home fans, and then add on top of that the away support that comes. Yeah, we're average, averaging about 1,500, 1,600, which is, you know, I'll say this all the time when people ask me, a market town. <laughs> it's not a footballing yeah. town, it's a market market town. And they've really, really, the supporters have really, really gripped onto this uh, this wave that Dorking are on. And uh, their, their support is superb. And uh yeah, you we you know we can't say we can't say enough about our supporters at the moment. They're doing such a good job. Definitely the twelfth man. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but they are. And uh, yeah, we're really thankful for them turning up and you know filling the ground. Definitely. There's one one thing there that I'd um, I'd highlight to anybody who's, who's watching from York is that the um, the the youth setup and the way that you include the kids um, all the way from like the youth system. Um, you know, through to like the, the feeder teams now is, is remarkable. If I go around docking on a weekday, I can bump into 10 to 20 kids who are donning the kits because they've either just been down to Medibank or they're going down there for a training session. And there's a real good community feel between, you know, the people of docking and the club itself. And really, yeah. in in a way, the like smaller clubs, forgive me, such as Dorking, compared to the ex league clubs, mm. are having to do this in order to kind of like build organically. Whereas Definitely. the bigger clubs like York have kind of like sat on the backside a little bit and said, "Well, we've got the fan base; we don't need to do much else." Mm. No, Actually, Definitely. Dorking are more progressive than York in a lot of ways. No, that's hundred percent. You know, like you say, you, you don't see many Chelsea kits. You see, obviously, now and again, but no Chelsea kits, Man United chip kits. You see the door kit, and I think that's just brilliant. Round walking around, that's fantastic. It is hundred percent. So, uh, right there. Well, thanks very much for your time, Neil. It's really nice chatting to you, and uh, 
Hopefully you enjoy Saturday. I mean that, obviously. I hope you enjoy the day. And uh, I do say that to all my interviews to the manager. They look at me and say, you don't mean it. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, have a great day and uh, we'll catch up. And uh, all the best, mate. Thank you very much, Gary. Best of luck to um, to Dawkins and the supporters as well. I think it'll be a good match. And, um, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season. Cheers. I forgot to ask, who you got in the trophy? Oh, um, the mighty Blythe Spartans from the National oh, League wow. North. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so you obviously you played them last season. Uh, last season you played them. Yeah, last season Blythe were terrible. And we this was before Janaski took over. We beat them 4-0 with this hodgepodge side that we had. So they were very poor last year. I don't know yeah, how they're doing this year. Famous side, didn't they? Famous. We've got Yeovil yeah. away, Yeovil Tan away. Not a great one for us. Oh, yeah. good heavens. Not a great one. Not a great one. places to go to. Yeovil. Yeah. yeah, and Cooper's just starting to turn the corner a little bit, I think, down there. So, yeah. yeah anyway. They've had an upturning for yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, all the best, and uh, see you on Saturday, my mate. Cheers, Gary. See you on Saturday. Yeah, thank you very much. We've spoken about uh, the York game. Obviously, we've got we know we've got Halifax by the time this goes out. That game would have been played, so uh, we can't really discuss that. And these midweek games are going to mess up our pod a little bit, aren't they? We, <laughs> we, we win 2 0. I've looked into yeah. the <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. We won that 2 0. We'll come oh, back, don't we'll come back to that. Uh, so we're gonna. Uh, we've had some questions in for uh, for Mark, but obviously we yeah, we know that you mentioned Sam a little bit. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, tell us a little bit about Sam coming through at Dorking then and his career and where he is now and how he's getting on at Marmot. Yeah, well he's at um, Brighton for three years. Um, got released at that scholarship age, um, and he went to a few different clubs and that and. Uh, Got not he, he was not well at glandular fever or whatever, or tonsillitis, and then um, was going on trials and yeah, GCSEs. And it's that time when there's a lot of pressure on him to try and get something. Yeah. So I just took him out. I set up my own academy at Loxwood. Um, yep. I've got a lot of releases from Crawley because they disbanded a youth team at the time. I like Sam was at Wimbledon, uh, at Brighton. Sorry, I've got a few from Wimbledon mm-hmm. and it's like sorry, players like Tom Summerfield. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when so, he came to Dawkins at anyway, the same time? Didn't yeah. yeah, and you know what Mark's like—he goes yeah. all local games. He yeah. comes to one game. I think love Sam and Tom, two flying wing backs. We yeah. play the same formation, yeah. and there's only 17. He rang me and said, um, "Would they be interested?" It was hard because I had them tied into the apprenticeship at the club as well, mm. and the, the club were re- we won the Surrey Cup doing really well, well, weren't they? Sussex yeah. Cup yeah. two years in a row. Yeah. That's I'm lots yeah. of account teams. Always Lewis yeah. or Eastbourne would be all them. Yeah, so we had a really good team. Um, we played Dawkins in a friendly so I had to make it look like so Cumber played us um, uh, drew 1-1 I think and then after the game they both like spoke to Turks and agreed to sign so that was he was 17 and he, he loved it like Mark's really looked after him he loved the boys um, it was a big decision like when Covid happened uh, Barnett come in to take him alone which is great yeah, I just right. what happened was like when he went to that full time environment he's doing coaching for his pals he yeah. was coming here in the evening. As soon as he see that full time, the training every day, getting paid to play, train. Um, he just loved it, and it, not that he didn't want to come back to Dawkins. He just wants to progress and go on further. And um, he could have done that at Dawkins because in the end of the day, we got the promotion. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's the the, the lure of full time football. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's done well there. He's been um, he's got called up to England City at the end yeah. of the season. So yeah. he's getting rewarded. Listen, he's. We never pushed him for his old career. He's good on this kid, um, and mm-hmm. whatever he gets, he deserves. Yeah. Injuries? Has he been a bit unlucky? Any? Just a little nigger, you know. He flies in the yeah. tackle, so he gets little 
kicks yeah. here and there. He's learning to play with them a minute. Like we sort of think he's got a broken toe, but he just gets on with it in a minute because <laughs> he can't keep missing out games. So, but he's just come back. He's they've had five clean sheets. They're yeah. six or the seventh. They're in the sixth in the playoffs. So on a good little run, aren't they? Yeah, they're unbeaten. Yeah, and what happened to the other lad? Uh, summer, summer. What's his top? Tom, he's yeah. He's playing, I think. He was at Hayes Heath last year, or Horsham. So. Yeah, I remember them coming down, both of them, and they yeah. were they were yeah. superb, left young, and right, weren't young, they? Yeah. Young, fresh faced lads. Oh, yeah. 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 Sometimes all about opportunity. The difference between Tom and Sam is they both had great attitudes, work yeah. hard. Mm. Sam's left footed, which is quite yeah. a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom's obviously right footed, yeah. and I think that Sam got a few more opportunities yeah. because of that. Um, before you became involved in Dorking and coaching and things like that, Mark, did you have a, a favourite game or a favourite memory that Sam was involved in at Dorking? I, for me, I loved that game when they won the Ryman Prem that day because they didn't know they'd won it. And we had a wait. And, but they didn't know. They didn't know because no, they could have won it the game, week after. Hornchurch. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Mark Stimson, my old manager at yeah. Stevenage. And I texted him that day. He said, I'll make sure you get a result today. And he said, I'll do it for you, boy. And then... They was in the huddle at the end talking and then I looked at my phone and they come up, they scored 3-2, last yeah, kick of the game. Right. And I was trying to relay the message on, but I had already heard someone probably dead <laughs> on his phone. And next yeah. we just see the celebrations and yeah. that night, because they had won the league and we didn't know that, that we, we didn't know coming into that day that they was going to win. We thought yeah. it was going to be a week That's later, right. whoever they was playing yeah. away. Yeah. So that was amazing, an amazing night as well. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. I'd be, I was walking away from the ground and I checked my phone and saw that the other team had scored, yeah. which meant that we'd won. So I turned around and went back down into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> There's people still hanging around. Yeah. But then other than that, it's the Bromley games when they won 3 0 when they went to Stockport. I mean, I'd yeah. love to have gone to that. I couldn't because of football myself, but we listened to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. We, so we listened to Stockport. It wasn't you, actually. I don't think you did it. I did didn't that. go, no. Yes, yeah, so it's a Stockport radio. And that's just like absolutely ripped them apart. So yeah. games like that, you yeah. just think, wow, they're yeah. great memories. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've got some questions from uh, supporters. I uh, want to ask you a, a few things. So, uh, I like that one. Go on then. Get- yeah, so we had a question in from uh, Jack Farquhar. He said, it's not really a question as no. such. He said, you should get friendly set up in Scotland. Yeah. It's a team in Scotland. Mike likes a chip away, so we played Been to Barry Wales. Town this year. Yeah, so, yeah, we're I'm playing. not sure if he's a, he's a manager of a Scottish team or what. I don't know. I'm he's, sure. No, no. Maybe. <laughs> he, he, all he said was, do you want to come for a friendly? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if, yeah. He, yeah, if he's yeah. organising it. Just saying, basically, go out to Scotland and have a friendly up there against yeah. someone. That's it. Uh, then we had another one from Ryan Pettit. He said, who's the best player you've played with? <laughs> played with? Um, yeah. When I was younger at Mill, we played with some good players. Mark Kennedy, Alex Ray, uh, Terry Herlock was my hero. And that's from the <laughs> older generation. When I come back from Spain, then I played with uh, George Boyd, who was unbelievable. Steve Morrison, he went on to become a, a real big player. Yeah. Uh, played with Steve Cuppy as well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but the best player, probably Paul McGrath at um, Sheffield United. Played with him for 10 games. Unbelievable. Yeah. Paul McGrath didn't yeah. train didn't, didn't nah, do anything didn't nah, see him all week just drinks yeah just his knees yeah. he literally turned up the first day did 20 minutes on a spin bike took his top off still ripped um, had someone with him 24 wow. 7 yeah. so he couldn't drink I've we seen even, that wow. I've seen the document about we it. went tour in Norway uh, we was there for 10 days and he even stayed in a different hotel to us wow. with mm-hmm. a care of 24 hours which you know, he's, at the time he don't realise until mm-hmm. I see the Jack Top Charlton story yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe how bad yeah. he was he never knew what he's going through right. Uh, but to turn up every single week, be man of match. We didn't lose in 10 games. I right. think if you look at it, and then on one day, McGrath retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, they saw Brian Dean and they saw Fjortov. They called it Black Friday yeah, yeah. because they lost three <laughs> best players. And we went from winning yeah. 10, top of the league, 30 points or whatever it is. And then they just went like that. And wow. So, <laughs> yeah, but Paul McGrath, I'm real. 
Yeah, yeah. They haven't actually asked you. Ryan hasn't actually asked that um, in terms of. So he he said who's best player you played with, and then he said the best you've seen at Dorking ability wise as well, which might be a bit of a tough question for you. Yeah, to it's answer. tough. I mean, you see, there's, there's some great players here. I mean, Jason Private's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, but I just like the rise of Briggs and seeing yeah. how he's adapted every year. And yeah. had a couple of clubs come in for him has never quite gone for him, but yeah. he's obviously got a very good job as well. And yeah. he's, yeah. He, he, he will go down as a Dorking legend. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Ryan's been brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask one as well then in terms of not best player you played with who's the best player you played against? Uh, I was lucky to play against some good players um, I played David Beckham was good uh, Ryan oh, Giggs chuck that one out David Beckham yeah. <laughs> I played David Beckham as well when he was like 12, 13, 14 when he was at Essex I was playing okay. for London at the time wow. when yeah. Uh, so in the youth teams, he's a Man United. Uh, but Paul Scholes was ridiculous. Yeah, he was just a joke. Couldn't get yeah. near him. And like people say, I keep kicking. You can't kick near him, so you can't no. kick him. So he uh, probably just kicked back anyway because he couldn't really tackle anyway. He could have tackled. Yeah, that was probably the best. Yeah. Right, Ian Murray's come a question. He says, when Dawkins are playing two games a week, obviously because we're part time, does it disrupt uh, the training? Uh, the also the physicality, the tactical, and the fitness recovery. Does it like does it affect the team when we have two games a week? It does. We got a big squad now, though. Yeah, so that's where we're, we're really good. Like we got eight cent rafts. So if we're playing a back three, we can literally utilize that. Um, uh, it is disruptive, but not the sense that because on a Wednesday the boys are off anyway, mm-hmm. so it's a good day to have down. I think the most disruptive one would probably been the tall key game recently is a Wednesday night and it's yeah. quite close to Saturday and we yeah. didn't quite recover in time. But uh, the boys are great. We've got cryo chambers that we got use of um, with two different ones, one in Seven Oaks and one in Wimbledon. Uh, the players yeah. can use that. Um, and obviously, we the, the training is tailored to what's needed. So there could yeah. be a group that are more intense and there'll be a group that's less so. We've got enough coaches to do that. And training is proper plan. So... Um, it's not just one big squad thing we have to lower and we can split them up and do whatever we need to do to get ready for Saturday sure because obviously as we're moving up the leagues it's it's so you've got to be on it haven't you you've got to be knowing what players need the rest time injuries this that and the other and it's just as you progress it just must get you need more people around you doing it yeah we have a a six I have a monthly plan where you look at it and see what the trends will be like and we have it, it's called player low. We did it at Brighton, you have a player low between one and five. One is the lowest they could do, it was literally just mm-hmm. technical, to five, which is a match tempo. Mm. So then we go, on a Sunday, I'll send it to Mark, we go far, uh, to Louie, who's our yeah. conditioning coach, um, and we discuss it, say, right, these boys need a load three this week, the boys ain't playing, need a four. Mm-hmm. Um, we like determine training that way. So it's all detailed, and we know we're going to do it and then break it down that way. Yes, man. Good, isn't it's changed a bit. <laughs> it has changed a bit. Well, the old cones will come down in a white van and goalposts there, there. You know what I mean? Have a bit of a jog around. Run around the pitch, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's all to the minute as well. Like, if we say, like, we're going to do undoing shooting, uh, we've got to break up into units on a Tuesday quite a bit. So, like, we'd say to the coaches, say, for example, Carl would take the midfielders. The boys need to work on switching play quick. So, he has to design a practice on what we need. I'd work on the forwards, quick, short, sharp shooting. Defenders may do crossing into the box, getting rid of that. Um, but it'd be to the minute. So I say, right, you've got 15 minutes to do three blocks of four minutes. So it's intense for four. Mm. Relax. So it's yeah. not like then going off for 15 minutes and slogging, slogging them. It's, yeah. It is actually all time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that, actually. Yeah, it's good. Hopefully that's answered Ian's question. Got another Ian, Ian Hope. Uh, we spoke about Sam a little bit, but he said, do you have a, a, a fantasy of Sam coming back to Dawkins for a big dream team? Yeah, hopefully. Maybe when... We're in League Two. 
Yeah, but he, he's <laughs> under contract there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, if anything, he wants to play higher. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, whereas we're buying it on another team, but. Um, it like listen, he loves the club and he'd love yeah. to come back one day, hopefully. Absolutely. What's uh, the other, the other Ian, well, yeah, Ian asked a couple of questions actually. Uh, one of them was, which team would you most like to beat in the remainder of the season? Uh, obviously, uh, he mentions Wrexham after they beat us, and obviously the the Hollywood story and everything behind Wrexham. Um, so, a particular team that you'd like to beat, I'd probably say probably all of them. But <laughs> yeah, we got like. We played Wrexham, Notts County and Chesterfield all at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah, It would be great to go away. Like I've been to Chesterfield. It's a fantastic stadium. Notts County, 16,500 yeah. a day. Yeah. So I think we go there in March. And so it's going to be towards the tail end of the season when yeah. they're going to be pushing. Yeah. So it, it probably there or thereabouts again, 15,000. So for the boys to go yeah. there or Wrexham and get a result, yeah. it'll be unbelievable. Yeah. Talking about that, 16,000, that was unbelievable. Against Yeovil. Yeah. And not, no disrespect to the Yeovil people, but if that was against Wrexham or Chesterfield, you yeah. would understand it. I know it was a fiver to get in, but that's a brilliant yeah. uh, tenner. There's no Premier League games, no Championship games, so there's mm. no local games. So, But yeah, it's a fantastic club. It's sure a now, massive yeah. club. And like, just it's a testament to the league, really. Mm. Uh, but you, at this tier, <laughs> at four, four divisions down, was yeah. it a fifth division? It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Any more? Any more there? Uh, well, yeah. Ian asked another question as well. <laughs> so, if you did strictly like Tony Adams, what would be your dance? Who would be your pro dance teacher? And would you do better or worse than Tony Adams? <laughs> <laughs> well, first question. I don't. I don't really watch it. Uh, my my family do. Uh, I don't know the names of the instructors. There have to be some sort. Some sort. <laughs> um, yeah, nice one. Nice one. Uh, dance wise, the only thing I could do is after a few pints of Running Man. I'm really good at that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm the worm. Yeah, the worm. <laughs> Cha like, I don't know. If I can't slow dance, I'll be treading on their toes. Um, and I'll, I'll be worse than Tony Adams. I've got no rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know if the, the listeners or viewers know, but your brother is in the game as well, isn't he? Yeah. Like he does the ladies, Liverpool ladies, yeah. and uh, well, I'm a West Ham fan. He did West Ham's ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's very successful in the lady football, isn't he? Yeah, he won the first two Premier Leagues. We've um, then it come about when it changed um, with Liverpool, and that was against the Woods as well because he went from Chelsea to there. And in his first season, they had literally no money. He won the league, which was a massive shock, and then followed up by retaining the next season. Literally last game of the season, Birmingham, I think, could have won it or someone, and. We didn't even go to the games. We thought we ain't going to win. Really? It was so, such a like, gimme that this team, whoever it was, mm. I can't remember, was going to win. Um, and Matty was winning his game, did what he had to do. And the other team drew in the last minute. So wow. Matty actually won the league and they weren't yeah. expecting it. So he won it two years in a row. And because of that, he got a big uh, move out to America, to Boston. Yeah. So he'd done three years out there. Um, and then the club, like most franchises, moved. Yeah, yeah. He, he left West Ham. No, he was at Liverpool again. Won yeah. the league in his first year. So he's had three seasons at Liverpool and won the league three times. Unbelievable. And did he play? Did he play the game? Like, it was obviously didn't make it as your standard, did he? No, he, played, he was at Brentford as an apprentice. Yeah, I think he broke his ankle within the first couple of months. And I think, like, Brentford at the time of League Two, the care wasn't due, care wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And I think he ended up getting a bit fed up of it and went yeah. down the coaching route. Yeah. And he was with Keith Bonus, I think. Uh, uh, to him at 23 Keith Bonus, mm-hmm. yeah uh, he's with, some, yeah, he's there, he's with someone in and around there and then he went to Charlton Ladies with Keith and then got a bit of flavour ended up becoming Mill Lionesses manager and went from there oh right because Keith went out to Latvia as well didn't he yeah. Keith Bonus he's really into the women's football yeah, as well yeah, no, so, yeah I know Keith yeah so well that's decent uh, I mean, so yeah, in the family isn't it family blood isn't it yeah yeah well that's massive though isn't it being the, the manager of a club like Liverpool Ladies it's amazing in West Ham well, to see how 
where does the, the, he have interaction with the, the coaches of the other teams and things like that? The Liverpool's the best club. He's, even when he's there the first time, he was with Brendan Rodgers. Brendan used to text him all the time. Yeah. He, he even did joint sessions and his pictures of Matt was Gerrard. Yeah. But this time around as well, Klopp uh, messaged him yeah. when they won the league. Wow. Sounds amazing. They went on a victory bus with them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So they come back with the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. And Matty and his team and the girls and they had an after party. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the best clubs yeah. for them yeah. to be at. So they played, they played at Anfield as well, didn't they? And yeah. They played against Everton at Anfield. Yeah, no. It's, it's and ladies football, or women's football yeah. was getting bigger and bigger and bigger, isn't exactly. it? Get bigger, yeah. It only can get bigger. It's all on Sky and everything. So uh, yeah, They won the championship, Euro Championship since the yeah. didn't they? So yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah. yeah, well, good luck to him. Yeah. Right, anything else here, my friend? Uh, so we had a few other questions but kind of for all of us really so David London um, we know he's a big Dorking Wanderers supporter uh, should Dorking Wanderers give the FA Trophy a serious effort uh, this season or rotate the squad and concentrate on staying in the league uh, get your thoughts on that then well any competition win, we're there to win it yeah. and uh, listen that's the same Mark's the same as me the same as the other coach the same as the players yeah. every game we go we go and win it and we've got yeah. big enough squad to utilise it Um and end of the day, you get a chance to play at Wembley. Yeah, and again, absolutely. again, it don't happen often. Everyone dreams of it as a kid. So yeah. while we've got the opportunity to do it, we'll give it everything. We spoke about it on the way down to Torquay, didn't we? Yeah, about yeah. That, how much that would be really good. Well, it's absolutely. five games. The draw's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, the draw. So it's tomorrow, it's five games, yeah. isn't it, to Wembley? Yeah, because we're coming in at the higher, higher stage now. <laughs> Obviously, last year we had Worthing away, didn't we? And then yeah. Southend away, but we're coming in at that yeah. same level as... Um, as um, the National League clubs now, so and the beauty is we'd be playing National League teams in our league, yeah. not like where we were last. No. You know, so you know we sh- it should be hopefully we have a good little run in it. Yeah, it a little bit of luck with the draw. Of course you do. Yeah, so, yeah. that's, that's going to be yeah. a key thing. But looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, yeah. great. Terry Dunn, <laughs> old Terry. Yeah. He's got, <laughs> he loves a question. And uh, <laughs> right, this one: Why pass back to the keeper so much on their wrong foot? putting a keeper under pressure rather than deal with it themselves is it the easy option so they don't get blamed by the manager um, I don't think it's an easy option it's just sometimes they put uh, t- the unfortunate thing is that teams know how we play and mm. in this league they're tactically astute all the managers and the players are chilled they can work on it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mm. lead on the game Friday um, so it's having to deal with it better this year quicker decision making so at times a bit under pressure sometimes away like the South and go to see the other week yeah. and give it back unnecessarily to slabs a bit um, so what are we saying so if you can't play forward you can't give it to the wing you can't give it to the midfield you can't go into the forward maybe turn them turn them mm. get behind them mm-hmm. push them on the pitch don't give it to slabs because he's only going to do what you're going to do but probably worse because yeah. now he's under even yeah. more pressure the pressure's so, on yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah. and that's the same it's been, listen it's something we need to we, we have been working on mm-hmm. uh, trusting each other the most important thing and I've shown players clips last week that is one when they're receiving shape, their body shape when they're getting it, so yeah. they're not closed off facing yeah. slabs. That's a, their yeah. own decision because yeah. they're going to come so quick, they're, yeah. they're there before you know it. And secondly, knowing when that ball's going before you go, it's just yeah. like boom, boom, gone. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we've been working on with them. So and we found that quite a lot in the opposition do that come off. Because what we got, I think what we have to understand as supporters, everybody, some these lads in our team, and I'm not being disrespectful of them, they've come up through the Ryman and these sort of leagues. Yeah. And the teams we play, mm-hmm. Quite a lot of them ex-pros, and, and, yeah. and they've come down, yeah. and we've come up. Yeah. That makes sense. So we've got to understand some of our lads, you know, aren't haven't been around the football game as, as some of these other ex-pros. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Well, and, like Mark said the other day, wasn't it about uh, Joe Cook and Archie? And they haven't to 
learn on the job almost because mm. they're just getting into the team now and learning how the Wanderers play by actually playing in the game and, and doing that as best they can. Yeah. And those little things, they just come with time, don't they, about body shape and taking a pass and giving it to the keeper on the strongest side. But then that that attacking you know, striker, someone like Mullin or someone knows that he's right-footed, so it closes off that angle and means that he has to go back the other side. And, and there's no other, other teams do what we do. So if no. I go through no. the analysis on Scout and look at... Um, so it's asked me to look at how um, that teams get pressed from the front because they know we're going to play out. Yeah. The only team I can look at every week is Notts County because they're the only team who plays out religiously. Yeah. Everyone else, if yeah. there's someone five yards away, <laughs> they'll go up. Yeah. So it's we're not it, we're a bit unique in that aspect. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah. Well, that was noticeable last year, wasn't it? When our, when we played Southend away because. That was one of the first, and obviously we'd beaten Bromley because we we played really good football against teams like that over the years. And I think some of them have underestimated us. And then Southend was just that back to their keeper, just went straight direct yeah, into yeah. the corners and got them up the pitch, didn't it? And yeah. and when you look at the contrast, I think that's why we've had so many admirers from so many other teams and stuff this season, so many other fans because they really like the way that we play. Yeah, we're a possession-based side, you know. So those stats from the weekend. It's um, a good point. Yes, they actually. might look slightly strange because probably only had ten men and we were on the front foot. But even at eleven against eleven, I would have seen you'd probably have expected sixty-five, thirty-five, or something really heavy in our favour. We're second behind Notts County. I don't, yeah. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we've overtaken them the last three games. We've yeah. been sixty-three, sixty-three, and seventy-one. But yeah. listen, like I say before, that's that's the way we play. That's our philosophy. That's what. Um, Mark has done from day one and that's what we keep doing mm-hmm. uh, but them stats need to turn into yeah. three points now yeah, which yeah. they will and this is a learning year for everyone and we'll be a lot better I've, for it I've spoken to a couple of people I, can't, I spoke to Stan Collymore last week when we were at South End I said to him at half time you know what do you think about the way we play he said love it just keep doing it mm. he, he said I love it I love the way the Dawkins play and I spoke to someone else but I can't remember who it was now and he said exactly the same thing no keep doing what you believe in mm. and keep doing it and, and you know yeah, I know fair enough three points is the most important thing and, and you have to be careful but yeah everybody loves the way we play football like you said and yeah and that's not going to get ripped up because of some, some results that haven't gone our way no. is it and the way we're looking to do that throughout the club, like I work with the academy now, so I'm working with the 18s, doing 16s from now. I've done a bit with the girls as well, turning, showing them um, how we play. So we want it to run throughout the club. Yeah, I was yeah. going to ask that because I know that some teams do, don't they? They want their kind of youth teams and those other teams to start playing in that same way, the same yeah. setup and things. Is that something that you're looking to do? No, we've done it. So doing it. Well. So the 18s, the last three weeks, and yeah. I'm not saying it's me, but they picked up the first point on uh, last Wednesday. And, uh, um, they was brilliant. Yeah. They playing out the right way. Yeah. They was playing around the outside, not into pockets. Yeah. Uh, the intensity and the press, um, and you can see like the the infusion and the energy, like just and, and like Jordan's done a great job mm-hmm. by me coming in just to I'm not taking Jordan's role. Jordan's still the manager, but I watch from afar and then could come in there, give yeah. advice and helping with the sessions. And then so now I'm going to do this with the sixteens, yeah. which is a good group. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to work with them. And then we're gonna. I'm doing once a week over the next few months with the younger age groups as well. But mate, I've been at Brighton six, seven years before this, so I know yeah. it's not about results at that age. No. But for the 15s and 16s, is trying to get that winning mentality as well, yeah. so that not wanting to lose games, but it's also about your development. So it's yeah. getting that right in training and how you develop. Them. And yeah. I've spoken to the um, the main people about how we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the younger age groups, it's about playing the right way. Yeah. Uh, not so yeah. much about the winning, but again, we will win yeah. as they get yeah, they out. Come, yeah. That will come. Because yeah. when yeah. I was in the academy at Liverpool, uh, Liverpool uh, uh, Palace. Crystal Palace, 
we do. They used to teach them how to play at the back, and as soon as they got in the first team, just lump it forward, and that goes all out the window. Yeah, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about American friend? Uh, yeah, so we've had a question coming from James Gaytan in America, uh, and I guess uh, circumstances would dictate. But uh, do the Wanderers ever plan on going full time? That's in the pipe. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, that's something I would really love to do because I feel my main strength is on the pitch day to day with players. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I love to do. So I'm a full time member of staff at the minute, but the players are part time, so that's a bit tough in terms of that. Yeah. But it's, I do it on a Monday morning. I take the loan group and there's been a few like okay. Jeffy come in those wow. who can do it they do come yeah. in now and again when we ain't got Tuesday games mm-hmm. so I've been doing that obviously on Tuesday Thursday night but to have that day to day interaction yeah. is what I really would love for us to yeah. do and it's, I yeah. think it's close yeah question okay. I've got to ask is you know when we get players on loan and they're, they're at like professional clubs like Quick just say example Quick Dan Quick he was at Palace do they train twice a week with us but then the rest of the time they go back to their club and train well what did it right and they did because it's still the same thing if you play on a Saturday on the Monday it's a real low day yeah. so they could literally do do it themselves so yeah. either at home yeah, or they could what if like Dan would go into Palace and if he didn't play then he could do a top up day they call it so yeah. whatever he missed on a Saturday top it up yeah. and Tuesday is our big day so we yeah. come and do a big day of us Wednesday off Thursday would be team tactical stuff yeah. and then Friday would be short shot at a pro club anyway so, so they don't really go need to go in if they don't need to OK yeah because yeah, I've been asked that question uh, can they go back and train at their own okay, club they, yeah, yeah. yeah they, can, they no, obviously can't play for them but just, no of course not no. depends geographically where some of them well that's the other thing as well well yeah you know Joe Cook's at Chesterfield and things like yeah, that yeah he went so, there and Wickham Ronda is a Jasper's at Wickham isn't he yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah are we looking at local teams like I know I know Mark's not a big fan on but we've got like quite a lot of good teams in our area and uh, will we ever dip our toe in getting some more with us down yeah, yeah we always look um, like Jasper we inquired about him in the summer so we knew about him anyway and mm. then he chose Wickham which is fair enough full time yeah Mark moment. said that yeah, so yeah. we missed out on him in the summer but um, he obviously hasn't been playing so it's someone we can dip back into because it's someone we know yeah. um, and obviously Joe Walsh is one where you just feel something maybe a change that to yeah. boost us and um, mm. so but that, he could go back in January so um, we'll just wait and see on that one because I know like a lot of us ain't really keen on loan signers unless it's really we really need that position mm. uh, but both of these are good honest kids pros yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, with the right attitudes did you ever go on loan as a player? Sheffield tonight South End yeah, yeah I went there yeah for how did you find that as a as a loan, loan um, experience? it was tough because Literally happened Friday morning. I went into training at Sheffield United. Trained, got told yeah. I'm going south end. Drove down that day, me, my wife, and the dog. Uh, <laughs> and I, without even a training session, Alvin Martin threw me straight in on the right. Saturday. So he I was the manager then. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, after five minutes of the game, didn't know none of the players, none of the boys. <laughs> I won a penalty for us. And I was like, oh, I'm a hero here. <laughs> we ended up uh, during the game one, actually. And um, it, it's tough. Yeah. You only played yeah. nine games. In that loan period. In that loan yeah. period. It's only two months, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like you say, it's hard. But it's enough for them to... Sheffield United called me back to the FA Cup run, which I was so happy about because right. we went. I ended up playing the FA Cup quarter final on the yeah. bench for the semi-final. So yeah. I was pleased. And then... But my contract is up that summer and I was signed literally with Sam Allardyce at Lost County. Uh, but the Twins were just born um, and Claire wanted to come back south. So... Um, and I was thinking I'd get back so because I'm not yeah. with Sam and about three months after Sam really wanted me after 
I didn't sign. He ended up going to Bolton and then no took a lot of them with him, Steve Finn yeah. and a lot of them wow. players. So I could have yeah. could have been something, but listen, I don't regret nothing. Also, what we were talking—I'm not sure it was you and I were talking the other day about when you do sign loan players, it's hard to be on the ground running straight away, isn't it? Yeah. They take a couple of weeks to, yeah, or yeah. a little bit, maybe a little bit longer to adjust, yeah. Yeah. and before you know, they go back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why you need the long-term ones for, yeah. for the season. The, the, yeah. the short ones are very hard. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So James Weir, is it? Uh, Jason Weir Jason yeah. Weir beg your pardon so if uh, Dawkins could re-sign any former player who would it be and why we know who Mark would be yeah I think we know most of us might so. I know Mark would know we know <laughs> it's got to be Jason Pryor yeah. isn't it yeah. Yeah. how about you because you've been around a long time yeah I think it would have to be Jason yeah yeah I think I think it would have to be Jason just for that presence and the, and the goals and I love Jason. I love yeah. the way DJ was when he first came in. I was going to say, well. and he's well. He's kicked well. on again now. Yeah. He's gone yeah, full time. He's sorted him. He's fitting it out. Yeah, he's getting rave reviews from the fans. Everybody at Chesterfield loves well, him. When he first came to us, he's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he was like planning a pair of slippers over yeah, that game. But he just did that defence splitting pass, and that just didn't allow the teams to get back into shape and then Bosch brings it out. The technique of the, the penalty down at, do you remember the penalty yeah. down at Bath? Yeah. Like went in the top yeah. corner and no, stuff. he's a good yeah. boy. And I think so he, good. Yeah. when he first came, he was brilliant for two, three months and he had a little bit of confidence, did with Shongans yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and again, he come back for the playoffs and that in his class. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to, yeah. him or Jason. Really, 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 two really good players. Maybe we could say two players we'd re-sign them. <laughs> <laughs> Jason one. is an older one and DJ is <laughs> yeah. the younger one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, both of those two. Yeah, well, I think we've really nearly come to the end of our uh, yeah. podcast today. I yeah. hope you've enjoyed it. And I, I hope, you know, I feel you do. You seem to really enjoy it being at Dorking. I love it, yeah. yeah you, you come across that, like, you yeah. really do love it, and your heart's there, and you, you're having a great time, basically. You know, it reminds me of, like, I played for AFC Wimbledon when I was coming up, mm-hmm. after they've been ruined. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of that that feel good factor. Yeah. Like all the fans, I know all the staff, the players. You've got that real good relationship. Like you go to other clubs, you don't even speak to fans. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we it's, it's been great. It's great. Everyone knows each other. The players are absolute diamonds, and yeah. that's where Mark White's brilliant at signing yeah. good characters and yeah, good people. Definitely. No, it's like what's it? The Bad all, apple. The, the All Blacks motto: No, no dickhead policy. Well, that's, so, yeah, that's what it. <laughs> I, I said that on a podcast I went on. I think it was the older one I sang about. Just seemed to have that no dickheads policy really yeah. at the club. You know, yeah. there isn't anybody that doesn't stop and say hello to the kids and high five them or pose for a picture. And and the, and that just runs through with everybody that's involved in the club. Yeah. You know? And there's nobody that's ever sort of like, I don't want to speak to you, leave me alone, Ooh. sort of thing. Oh, the shirt's gone down, gas. Who was that? Was that uh, Josh Taylor falling down again, or, or Jimmy Muir? Probably Jimmy Muir going down for a, a slight Blue tackle. Held out yeah. quite well for a while. But yeah, anyway, so uh, we let you know when we're going to have another guest next week. I'm not sure who we're going to get. Yeah, but no, we're going we'll to be try in touch. And find someone and get them on here next week. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. thanks very much for your time, thanks Mark. Really enjoyed it and oh, uh, yeah, learned a lot about you, mate. Cheers, mate. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. See you soon. Talking Wanderers is proudly sponsored by Complete Carpentry and Build. Visit www.completecarpentryandbuild.co.uk. Check out their website.